goes. First Federal Bank and Trust presents the return of Dining for a Cause at Smith Alley Brewing on Monday, January 22nd from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Our goal is to support local restaurants and nonprofits. On January 22nd, help us support the incredible work of the Sheridan Foster Parent Exchange. First Federal will match the restaurant's proceeds from that day up to $10,000. Dining for a Cause, Monday, January 22nd at Smith Alley Brewing, with proceeds benefiting Sheridan Foster Parent Exchange. Dining for a Cause, presented by First Federal Bank and Trust. Mandy Coltiska from Century 21 BHJ brings you this pet of the week from the dog and cat shelter. T-Rex is a two-year-old pit bull mastiff who would love nothing more than a nice warm bed, plenty of yard space, and someone to love him. Oh, and feed him. If you love food, T-Rex loves food too. Robin is an adorable kitty who's spunky and ready to create her own fun. She can be a little shy, but is very excited to share her good times with her new forever family. Come and meet Robin today. Canned Ice Ice Baby here with Sheridan Honda and Power Sports, First Northern Bank Pro Football Pick'em. Here's what happened in the KROE studio this week. Magic Melanie and Ice, Green Bay is traveling <laughs> to Dallas. Magic. Oh gosh, Dallas. <laughs> of course. Well, they're at home, so that is the benefit here. Yeah. yeah. They haven't but lost. They're where they want to be. It is postseason, so <laughs> we're still keeping our fingers crossed. Ice. This fan says Green Bay. Girl, she's going green. Picking Bay. with her heart. <laughs> and strategy. And well, I true. just can't yes. watch that game and not want to root for Green Bay. So I think a lot of people will. Sorry. I know. Magic. <laughs> Underdogs. It's America's team that no one wants to win. <laughs> I know. <right? laughs> That is very true. <laughs> hey, it's Magic Melanie with First Northern Bank. Play along with us every week for a chance to win a prize. This week, it's a $100 gift card to the Warehouse Gastropub. Just go to the contest page on SheridanMedia.com and click on the Pro Football Pick'em banner. From Sheridan Media News, it's time for Open Line Friday. Your chance to join the conversation and talk about what you want to talk about. Call the Jackson Electric Open Line at 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. And now your host for Open Lines, Ron Richter and Aaron Palmer. And good morning on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Aaron Palmer, Ron Richter will be joining us directly with... uh, Sheridan Mayor Rich Bridger coming up here directly. But first, good morning. Morning. How are you? I'm good. This, are you? This is Gene, by the way. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say that. Gene Sterling, who's going to be out at the weekly Western movie extravaganza, which is going on all, all, all through the yeah, month of January. January. So it started last week. How did that go? Amazing. Yeah, of course, uh, Buck Branham and... Uh, I just uh, was in awe of his uh, the job he did setting that movie up, Tom Horn. He had some inside uh, baseball on the film with personally, and uh, you know by the time uh, when we did go to the movie, the uh, the audience had a, a perspective to watch the movie in a different way than uh, they had. Then just sat oh, down. it's a movie. Yeah. Well, so and the same will go with Craig Johnson and Blood on the Moon. Craig will. Uh, We'll set up the movie in all of these hosts are going to bring something to the movie for that you would not have thought of uh, as you watched the movie. And they, uh, all, all of these guys that are hosting these movies have some background in theater or 
movies or or have some perspective on that yes. specific movie or whatever the case may be. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So that's coming up Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. And the Blood on the Moon. The yes, with Blood yeah. on the Moon. Who's the star of the of the movie? Robert Mitchum okay. is the star, and uh, they they called this a uh, uh, Western film noir. Okay. Uh, which and it it is if you're you know if you've watched the uh, the film noirs generally uh, detective shows uh, and Robert Mitchum did a lot of those and this movie is in black and white at least the one I watched was maybe the one that we are providing is colorized I don't think so but it could be the one I I viewed when we screened this was in black and white uh, Robert Mitchum plays the part he is, he is cowboy right down to the ground in this movie. Okay, and so it's a, it's a, a a detective type movie. Correct? In a way, yes, he is a uh, he's brought in by a friend to uh, mitigate a cattle dispute, mm. but it's all just a swindle. And uh, you'll see. I don't want to give away too much of the of Craig's movie, uh, but they he is finds himself to have been brought in on this thing in under false pretenses. And there is a uh, you know a love interest. She's a character. This well, gal, there always has to be a love. She's a, a a tomboy. Uh, <laughs> she shoots his hat off. And uh, I was telling James earlier. I said after I filmed this movie, I re-steamed a cowboy hat to look like the one that uh, that uh, Mitchum had on. And I'm going to wear that hat to the when I introduce Craig. Now this is she's played by Barbara Belgeds. Yes. Okay. She's I and I I know the name obviously. <laughs> I can't think of whatever stuff. What other stuff she's been in? I don't know. I didn't. Uh, I'd never seen her before uh-huh. this film, but uh, she's good. And uh, obviously, they uh, screen. You know, she had to be hired, and she rides the hell out of a horse. Hmm. Well, and, that used to be a prerequisite back in the day <laughs> to ride a horse. Now, not so much. Uh, but yeah, huh. I don't know. I worked on uh, uh, quite a few westerns, and uh, there's a lot of stunt doubles out there. <laughs> Anytime <laughs> yeah. that you don't. Know, they're not filming a person face on. Uh, it's it's generally a, a uh, you know stand-in. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's coming up Sunday, two p.m. Mm-hmm. at the Wild Theater, and um, tickets are available at the door. At the door, yeah. Okay. And what's the cost on the tickets? Uh, I'd hate to say because I don't really. I've never bought a ticket. Oh, okay. So but they're say, they're <laughs> they're reasonable. It's a family right. show, you know. Or, so yeah, bring the kids. Have yeah, them come. Free the, popcorn. Free popcorn. Door prizes. There's some amazing door prizes. And again, I don't want to say because I'm not sure who the provider is, but it's we're giving away a, a set of uh, tickets for a dinner to uh, at one of our local restaurants. Gotcha. Here. Okay. But it might be that not be the same one as last week, so I don't want to say. <laughs> gotcha. So nice stuff, and so people yeah. come out and enjoy a movie, get a little perspective mm-hmm. on what the movie, yeah. you know, means to Craig Johnson, who is the author for Longmire, Longmire, yeah. and a bunch of other stuff. Bunch of so, other stuff, yeah. But yeah, I knew Craig. Craig used to be on the uh, the board of directors at the Wyo when I first met him, and uh, you know, so he is. Uh, well versed in everything, and he was actually that he and I did the very first movie of this film series fifteen years ago. That w- and we did we did Shane, which is we're redoing this year too. So uh, I know you guys got to get going, and so uh, that's about all I have today. I really appreciate you. Thank you, Sheridan Media. Yeah, thank no you, problem. Aaron. Okay, so again, Sunday the movie is 
Blood on the Moon, and it'll be hosted by Craig Johnson of Longmire fame. Everybody in Cross and Buffalo and Sheridan knows who he is. Well, I guess most of the world knows who Craig Johnson is now. But yep. anyway, he'll be hosting it and uh, giving a perspective on his take on the movie. Mm-hmm. And that's coming up 2 p.m. Sunday. Free popcorn, bunch of other stuff, free giveaways, and great time for Chance the family. Chance to win to one of my out. knives. Oh, yeah. Forgot to mention that. It's a, it's, that's not a big draw, but it, it's... Uh, but it's something. It is, It's yeah. absolutely something. Buckaroo Blades. <laughs> okay. So that's coming up on Sunday, 2 p.m. at the Wild Theater. Go out and enjoy yourself. Bundle up before you go, because it's going to be a nasty weekend. Yeah, it's cozy in there. Yeah. Okay, thanks. We'll be back on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday and talk with Mayor Rich Bridger about stuff coming up right after this. to Jackson Electric and you'll feel the power. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, call Jackson Electric. Commercial, residential, agricultural, it makes no difference. Call Jackson Electric. Jackson Electric does high efficiency LED lighting and fire alarm systems installation. Wiring a home, wiring a business, new electrical service, or enlarging existing surface. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Hey Sheridan, Greg Hansen here with Sheridan's newest and only mobile tire shop, Pit Crew to You. That's right, we literally bring the tire shop to you with fast professional service when and where you want it and the absolute best deals around. Right now, when you buy any four Falcon tires, receive an instant $75 cash rebate only at Pit Crew to You. Call us at 752-9322 or shop our huge selection of tires online at pitcrewtoyou.com. We change your tires, not your schedule. The Wild Performing Arts and Education Center hosts one of the most iconic 90s animated series, Animaniacs, in concert Friday, January 26th at 7 p.m. The trio of Randy Rogel, Ron Paulson, and Maurice LaMarche will perform the world-famous songs from the beloved cartoon series backed by the original projected animation. The show is hip and funny for adults, but kids will love it as well. Tickets are available now at the Wild Box Office or online at wildtheater.com. This is Ken here at Prime Rate Motors, where we understand everybody's situation is different. We recently had a customer that needed to keep his ranch truck, not trade it in. What he needed was a car for town. After visiting with him, we discovered that what he did have was an extra stock trailer. We were able to take that trailer in as a trade-in and got him a nice economy car that was good on gas and easy to park downtown. Stop in. Let's work something out. Here at Prime Rate Motors, the Super Trailer Store, or PrimeRateMotors.com. Mossholders Design Center is here to help you create a space that you'll love. If you're relocating, remodeling, or just refreshing your home, Mossholders Talented Design Team can help you through the process. With free in-home consultations, Mossholders will be able to find the furniture and finishing touches that work best with your space, your lifestyle, and your budget. So if you want to change the look of just one room or furnish an entire home, Mossholders Designers can get it done. Mossholders, furniture is our passion. 
If you're a Sheridan City resident, now's the time to sign up to receive critical emergency alerts from the city on your cell phone. Get information on severe weather, snow removal parking requirements, service outages, and more. The city's goal is for every city resident to sign up and receive these time-sensitive notifications, and now's the best time to do it. For more information and to sign up, scan the QR code in this week's Country Bounty or click the link on SheridanMedia.com. Sports Radio is back in Sheridan all day long, every single day. Tune into the best sports lineup in the nation every single day on Sheridan Media's 106.3 FM. The best sporting lineup in the nation all day, every day, 24-7. Sheridan Media's 106.3 FM and online at SheridanMedia.com. We are Fox Sports! Jackson Electric Open Line Friday, Aaron Palmer, Ron Richter, and joining us for the next section of our show this morning is Sheridan Mayor Rich Bridger. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Um, besides being cold, I'm yeah. fine. <laughs> it's it cold. Staying warm. Yeah, it's, it's, when uh, I put on gloves, it's cold. That was me. I was out today, and I was like, I walked back in the house to grab some gloves and a hat. Uh-huh. <laughs> like It's that weather. <laughs> Stocking cap, layers. Yeah, big jackets. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I started the truck and let it run for twenty minutes before yeah. I went back out. Yeah, yeah same here. Crazy. I got the super puffy coat on today, just because. Yeah. You, you gangster. <laughs> <laughs> but the good news is, it's only going to last a few days. Yes, yeah. next yeah. week should be warm. Tuesday, back Wednesday, up. we're supposed to be uh, warming back up. It's rather sad when you think of thirty as being a warm up. <laughs> it will be, that. and it'll feel like you know, like it's summertime. Hey, I'm just, crazy. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say. When it hits 30, I'm wearing shorts. Oh, no. I'll get out of town. Yes. Four, right. 40 used to be my cutoff date. <laughs> or not cutoff, but cutoff temperature, I should say. But now now it's uh, it's 30. Okay. When we hit 30 next week, I'm wearing shorts. I'm going to come take a picture. <laughs> I'm kind of curious. The people that have moved up to this area from other parts of the world, I wonder how they're reacting to this. Uh, why did we move here? <laughs> yeah. They're not okay. coming out. There's, there's a gal in Buffalo that I know that had moved up from Louisiana. And um, I'm curious, you know, because this is her first winter here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I don't even know if she's prepared to have Going a Going from 80 in Yuma to yep. 30 below. We'll see. But, you know, we've been pretty lucky this winter. You know, it's been pretty decent. It has been. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it has. And so it's, you know, the fact that it came a little bit late, I'm I'm totally fine with that. But I'm not even going to complain. I don't Whatever. even mind the cold as long as it's not, when it gets below zero. Yes. But I don't mind the snow. I don't mind the cold. Yeah. It's it's a nice change from, you know, 100 degrees in the summertime. But, you know, I love the seasons that we have here. But when it gets, you know, if I wanted below zero, I'd live in Alaska. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I got cousins up there, and they're like, oh, yeah, you're getting our weather. Well, take it back. I don't want it. <laughs> Siberia weather. Mm-hmm. How about that, you know? Remember the old saying, you know, they'll banish you to Siberia. It's like, no. <laughs> just send you to Wyoming. But, you know, everyone's getting this. This whole, the whole country. The whole, is going, yeah, yeah, it is. We're There's in a, snow in Texas. Yeah. You know, that's, the odd thing is I, was, I spent some time down in Florida, and I hated it because it was always hot. It was always humid. It was like, oh, I could use a change. This is all. You just got, you guess you live with what you use. Yeah, that's true. Well, I suppose we'd better kick this in gear. What do you think? Uh, I want to. I want to tell Ron I apologize for his Eagles because they kind of suck at the moment. Yes. What yes, happened? 
boy, they look great all season long. In the last couple, three or four weeks, it just they just wow. last six weeks. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, just right into the pooper. Whatever, though. They're in the playoffs. They won eleven games. That's a lot better than seventy-five percent of the league. That's yeah. true. You and it, you don't have to be a division winner once you get into the playoffs. Anything can happen. Yeah, so. I know, but it, you know the chances are pretty slim. I think the last time a wild card team was uh, the won the Super Bowl was uh, the two thousand ten Green Bay Packers. They uh, played all their games on the road and won the Super Bowl that year. And then before that, it was the Giants when they beat the Patriots. But it does not happen very often. No. Yeah. Team usually has to have one or two home games to right. make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, I'm true. pulling for the Bills. That's who I'm. Oh, yeah? You're yeah. going for the Bills? Well, Josh Allen. Yeah, why not? It, I do the same thing. I don't really have. Uh, growing up, I was kind of a Cowboys fan because I liked Roger Staubach and mm-hmm. Tony Dorsett. And, Horribly. And, That's why I'm an Eagles fan, is my, my dislike for the Cowboys. But I also say. liked Ron Jaworski. And yes. I liked the Eagles. And I also Wilbur liked Montgomery, Harold John Carmichael. Riggins, who was, you know, Washington Redskins. He oh, yeah. was a tough guy. Great running back. And um, But uh, that's kind of what I've done over the years is I kind of root for players as opposed to teams, or I root for the teams that certain players are on. And that's where I'm at. The Chargers, I dig Justin Herbert. I really do. I think he's a great quarterback. I think they need to build a team around him, which they, hopefully well, it's going to happen. They need a coach. They, exactly. Yeah. And then we'll, well see what happens. that was a little harsh. But, <laughs> but that's exactly what's going on. And he got injured at the end of the season. But hopefully Herbert, they'll be yeah. able to build around him. But that's the kind of thing that I but root See, for. you like Herbert because you're an Oregon fan. Right. Yeah. My pain was the Vikings. because like they got to the Super Bowl so many times. Franz Harkinson. Yeah. 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 Another, four, another one that I like. Four times. And I think three of those games they were favored to win. They were the best team. Oh, I know. They just and they, Yeah. Well, they had that purple people eater defense, man. Yeah. yeah. Alan that front Page, four, Carl, yep. Eller, Carl Eller. Yep. Do you remember the Super Bowl uh, between Dallas and Denver? Like Super Bowl twelve, I think it was. Yes, they got way back in, when Denver got beat. Yeah, and they were favored by you know everybody. Was that all the Craig crushed. Morton was the Broncos quarterback. Yeah, and right? I, yeah. yeah, and he, but he used to be on the Cowboys. Yeah, which was crazy. But anyway, my dad and I kind of had a little bet going on during that one. But I, I was rooting for the Cowboys. He was rooting for the Broncos, and I thought the game was going to be a lot closer than it was but it, it wasn't but at that point craig morton could hardly move I mean, yeah yeah he'd been towards mm-hmm. the end of his his career that's true yeah i i started liking the eagles in 1980 when they beat the uh, cowboys in the nfc championship game because i was just a kid and i was not a vikings fan i grew up in vikings territory i was just not into the vikings and i i really disliked the cowboys so they were the team that beat the uh, cowboys in a the first meaningful game that I remember as a child, and that was you hooked ever since. Yeah, I was hooked ever since. <laughs> and, and their quarterback had the same first name as me, you know. And when you're a little kid, you're impressionable. And I'm like Ron Jaworski, Ron. You know, like, oh, okay, That's... but he was a good quarterback. Yeah, Polish okay. Polish rifle is what they called him. Yeah. <laughs> we need to get going on this. We can talk about football forever. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Jackson Electric Open Line Friday, and the first Northern Bank poll question that we had last week. And you have it wrong, or you want me to do it? I got it. Okay, go ahead. I got it uh, ready to go here. Do you agree with the decision by Sheridan County to deny sending a letter of support for the city of Sheridan's funding application for the Northeast Water Transmission Line? And uh, 41% of the votes said yes, 30% said no, and 29% do not know. They're still on the fence fence. about it. Which makes sense. And this is a... This issue, you know, we've we've heard, like with me, I cover county, you cover city, so we have 
those perspectives, but there are a lot of people in town that are like, what is going on here? It, it seems to be kind of a, a, a muddied water issue, which is why we have Mayor Bridger in here to try to explain what's going on. But I, I when I was at the last county commission meeting, the, one of the commissioners, I think it was Nick Siddle, um, was asked about, um, well, he kind of volunteered some information because the city had approached the county and I think also Saws and some other people, Mayor, correct me if I'm wrong, for letters of support because the city's going after funding for this Northeast Wyoming, Northeast Wyoming, Northeast Water <laughs> Transmission Line that's um, basically just right up the road from us here. It's just right across 5th Street. And so um, that's what the funding, it, it, that's what you're going for, right. is funding through um, Wyoming Water Development Commission, right. correct? Okay. So that's what it is. So they were looking for letters of support for this, which isn't necessary, so to speak, but every time you get one of these letters of support, it just kind of lends credence to, oh, here's a bunch of people in this area, this community that are that are supporting this behind this, whatever the case may be. So apparently the county commission decided not to offer a letter of support. And one of the things that was said, Commissioner Nick Siddle had said, um, and this is a quote here, what we're asking for here is a letter of support. We're not asking for actual funds coming from the county to the project. I've made it pretty plain in the last couple of months that I have pretty serious heartburn over the airport waterline. I've had an issue with that situation that we gave that money back without working with the county and without working with SAWS. I've had pretty serious heartburn about that. That's my public comment. So that kind of got me wondering. It's like, oh, okay, that's interesting. So that's why we had Mayor Bridger. We but wanted you to come in. Am and I talk correct about in it. saying the reason why that money was given back is because of the cost of the project went up exponentially, correct? Right. It basically tripled. And so it went from a, I'm going to throw out some figures that are probably not quite correct, but it went from a $3 million project to a $12 million project. Well, that would make sense then. Yeah. But, okay. um, in the county's defense, I don't know if we did that good of a job communicating that to them. So um, it's a two-way street on them. Almost everything's a two-way street. You well, know, sure. we, we could have done a better job with communicating with the county. We didn't get that done. But that being said, um, we're still going to pursue getting that transmission line put in. And I'm going to probably go back to the county and ask them uh, to reconsider their letter of support. And so... Uh, it's it's just a process. It's it's always people communicating back with each other. We didn't do that great of a job with that, and so that became a rub as far as that transmission line is concerned. But it just um, the the price point on the airport transmission line just became too exorbitant. So oh, that makes sense. we just couldn't we couldn't afford it basically. So, so why why hang on to the money somebody else can use it? Yeah, that, right. they, that was the other part of that. We thought, well, you know, to be good stewards of that money, we're not going to use it. We could have it sit in a, an account, basically, or locked into an account for us to use, but we'd, we really wouldn't be using it for that. And then they have some rules. You know, we can't just come in and say and change the project that we wanted. We can't come in and say, well, we only got $3 million, so we're going to do this portion of that project it's that's not how it rolls out with right. the state so you know they want a com project that's a project that you're going to complete and uh, we just felt it was better to turn it back and then maybe look down the road as far as that transmission line and at, at the airport 
But that being said, the airport transmission line still works. We'll still keep it going. Um, we've replaced a lot of the stuff that was bad that we were having issues with all the time. It's a ductile iron pipe. And so at some point you'll need to do something with it. But right now it's in good shape. We, we assess it. We uh, take care of it. If there's a break, we fix it. So it's not like it's in jeopardy of uh, just completely being destroyed. Going to pot. Yeah, right. right. So that's well, where we're at. And in defense of both the city and the county, you guys are not you, uh, the only governmental agencies that don't communicate well. It, it doesn't matter what county you're in. You go talk to these governmental agencies, and it's the same thing. It's like they don't really communicate with each other very well, at, at least not all of them. But, I mean, it's it's not a... And isolated. Yeah, you're, you're correct, though. That's that's how it is everywhere. Yeah, Buffalo, you know, Buffalo and Johnson County, same thing. They have a, they have meetings and they do communicate, but it could be better. Right. Right. And there seems I don't want to say there's animosity there, maybe not, but it just you know it, it's not the first priority. Well, when you're one or the other to think, oh, I need to talk to those yes, guys. Yes, I, I, I think what you're getting at, Aaron, is is the city is so involved in the city work and the county is so involved in the county right. work that a lot of the times they don't think outside the lines of the city doesn't think about the county, mm-hmm. county doesn't think about the city. And it's just... Yeah, and I don't think it's meant to be, you know... That happens everywhere. Yeah, I, I, I mean, don't it's, think it's intentional. I don't think it's meant to be a, a dig on the other governmental agency. It just happens. I would say that's correct. I mean, my city administrator meets with their city, their county administrator on a regular basis. So we have communications going. Uh, just every once in a while, things like this happen and you mm-hmm. just have to backtrack and... and uh, Oops, sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's uh, Sheridan Mayor Rich Bridger. We're going to come back and talk about this Northeast transmission, water transmission line. And there's a lot to, to unpack on this. So we're going to come back and talk about this. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday right after these messages. to the most complex electrical applications, Jackson Electric has the knowledge, the experience, and the reputation to meet and exceed any electrical need or requirement. Jackson Electric's expertise even includes phone systems, data systems, LED lighting systems, fire alarm systems, and irrigation systems. Residential, commercial, industrial, agriculture. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, Jackson Electric does it all at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Hi, this is Christy Kinghorn with Buffalo Realty, and let's talk about 343 North Main Street, an updated restaurant building with kitchen on the main street of Buffalo, Wyoming. High visibility with inside and outside dining, covered patio for summertime dining, and a large detached garage with two standard garage doors area for storage. The commercial kitchen is with the building. Call me, Christy Kinghorn at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. The following message is presented by Century 21 BHJ, 101 South Main. Hello, Sheridan County. My name is McKenna Mowry, and our We the People team recently won its 11th state championship in school history. We will represent Wyoming at the national finals in Washington, D.C. in April. Now, we need your financial help. To sponsor our team, send your gift of support to Sheridan High School CEO, We the People team. Please make your check out to the SHS Booster Club. On the check memo line, please indicate your donation to We the People. Thank you and go Bronx. 
You said I do. Now you need to visit and enter the new Sheridan Media Bridal Preview Sweepstakes on the contest page at SheridanMedia.com. Not only will you find vendors to help make your wedding day even more special, you can register to win over $1,100 worth of prizes. This year's vendors include Once Upon a Story Boutique, Bombshell Catering, Legacy Diamond and Gems, Solitude Spa, Crossroads Health, Cottonwood Kitchen and Home, and Bomber Mountain Bus. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday, Aaron Palmer, Ron Richter, and joining us this morning is Sheridan Mayor Rich Bridger. We're talking about that Northeast Water Transmission Line project, the proposed water line project. And what got this all started was that the there are entities that have decided not to support with letters of support the city of Sheridan's uh, effort to go after funding from the Wyoming Water Development Commission for this project. And, Mayor, uh, one of the things I wanted to touch on was there are people that feel this project is pie in the sky or whatever you want to call this. But my take on this, and I wanted to get your opinion and, and see where you stood on this, but this makes complete sense. It's not like this is a subdivision that's going in five miles outside of town that we're going to have to put a pipeline out there that's just crazy. It's adjacent to the city. It has existing infrastructure right next door, essentially, and this is the most logical place for the city to expand in the future. Correct? I would say that's a good point. Um, as you guys are well well aware, we're just we're growing. And um, so that north end, or that east end, I guess we would say, is largely undeveloped. I mean, we've been moving west and, and north and south. So east is kind of a logical direction to, for us to go. Um, that pipeline or that water transmission line has been one of our um, top priorities for a number of years, but we never had a reason to install it or pursue it because we didn't have anything going on on that end of town. And so right now we're at that point where we do have a lot of stuff that's going out on that end of town. And um, the logical thing for us to do is to install that transmission line, which is has always been one of our top priorities. We just didn't have a need to pursue it. And there are, in the last 20 years, I mean, we've got all of the hotels, um, all of the buildings that are along 5th Street there that have gone in. So, again, to me, it seems logical to pursue that area and, and east of there to develop because it's it's obviously being developed up to that property's doorstep. Right. And if you look at what's going on out there now um we have a new subdivision that's essentially going in where they're going to put in um i think it's like 80 units or something of mm -hmm. that nature and then across the road on the other side of fifth street there's a couple more developments that are being created that are going to start building and so uh if you like it or you don't like it the fact is um sheridan is growing yes and when i i think aaron you kind of touched on it where um I think this transmission line isn't like just for these projects. This is this is kind of building for the future. Right. I mean, there you're looking at, you sure. know, I hate to use the term people use it, the thirty thousand feet <clears throat> above, blah blah blah, or whatever, you know. But you're looking thirty to fifty years out, mm -hmm. you know, and that's kind of what you have to do so you don't end up in a predicament when 
you have a huge population growth. Right. Yeah. And you just have to plan for it. I mean, you can do everything retroactively, but that really doesn't get you anywhere. I'd rather be um, thinking forward and, and planning for the future and realizing that that's inevitable, that you're going to have some growth and planning ahead and, 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 and making the necessary moves to get that done. So, okay. um, I, I, and I don't want to cast aspersions on the county commissioners either. I mean, we, I would take, I'll take responsibility for my lack of communication with them, but we're going to come back and, and have discussions and, and I, I, I think in my heart of hearts, we'll get things done, done as far as letters for that water transmission line. Okay. Um, we've had callers into the show that have, <clears throat> excuse me, um, talked about Story House. And I wanted to touch on that a little bit because they seem to be under the impression, at least my understanding of what they're telling me, telling us, is that this is a, again, getting back to the quote-unquote pie-in-the-sky thing, that the only reason that the city or one of the main reasons the city is looking at this is because of that proposed project. I would say that's inaccurate because, like I said, years ago we did, um, we had that label as one of our top priorities to build a transmission line out that direction. Uh, Storyhouse adds to the weight of that, of course, sure. because they're building that development, but there's also a couple other developments that are out that direction that are getting started. And so but we don't hear about those. Why? They, they come on the docket. I mean, they, we just approved another on the other side of Fifth Street. We just well, let me rephrase it. that. What I was saying is we, as far as the people that are speaking out, mm-hmm. don't talk about the other developments in this proposed area. They talk about, you know, the story house right. specifically. So why wouldn't they talk about the other ones? It, they're obviously there. You're right. So I, I don't know. It's just a timing thing. Maybe it's a perception thing. But Storyhouse isn't the only reason in my really weird phone's going off, and I really That's apologize awesome. for him. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> wow. Wonder if it would... That's like... Yeah. <laughs> Mary, That's Mary. great at Halloween, I'm sure. Mary, you need, you need to hear uh, Aaron's ringer sometime. Okay. Oh, the pipes? Yes. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's dial it up right now, see what it sounds like. I have the Halloween theme. <laughs> Michael my, Myers, 1978 uh, Halloween. So, yeah, we all have little... We're going to probably change mine because it's a little harsh. <laughs> Steve says that when we used to have meetings here at Sheridan Media, we'd have, you know, everybody line up around the, the table upstairs. Yeah. And it's... somebody would inadvertently call me. And it's the pipes. It's bagpipes. And Scottish bagpipes. And it's, right, and, yeah. it's, and it's playing Scotland the Brave. And as soon as that would, <laughs> him and... And I'd get up and salute. Yep. Stand up and salute. Like, wow, okay, yeah, anyway, we digress. So <laughs> getting back to this, the, the whole... The story house is not the reason. No, I like going I said, after this. It's just that just adds to okay. Well, here's something that somebody's looking at doing. So right. let's go ahead and and push this. Through. Literally before story house was even a concept, that was one of our top priority projects to put it, a line out that way for development out that direction. Okay. I mean, story house obviously added to it a bit because. You have that development, and then there's a couple other developments that are going out that direction. But um, when that we decided that that was one of our priorities was to push water out that direction, Storyhouse wasn't even a, a concept. And so, um, 
storyhouse obviously adds to it and those other projects obviously obviously add to it but we knew as as a as a city that we had to get water out that direction because that was a logical way to proceed for expansion okay let me let me play devil's advocate here because I know this this has also been part of the discussion. I hate devil's advocate. <laughs> Let's say that this development goes through and everything de- develops out. Um, one of the concerns that I've heard is that people are like, "Where are we going to get this water to supply to these people that are going to live in this subdivision?" Can we've, you address that? Yeah, we've done those studies and we have um, we have substantial water and we just bought a bunch more water up at those <clears throat> reservoirs. The reservoir up, up top and so i think I'm trying to remember now and i might be lying but i think we bought another additional 35 acre feet of water up there at the reservoir twin at twin okay. and so um we have ample water supply i'm not really worried about it at water and if at some point down the road you know 40 or 50 years from now where we grow out enough where it becomes an issue then we have to seriously start and we've already talked about it actually moving water from Lake DeSmit. That was one of the thing I was going to bring up because that came up as well. And it, it, that's going to require a pipeline. Obviously. Yeah, it's not going to be a cheap project. Right. It'll yeah. be a major thing. But that'll that's probably something that maybe Story, Bighorn, all of these other communities will have to look at and probably be a regional project as right. opposed to just the city of Sheridan. And that being said, everybody knows Lake DeSmits, you know, we have to work with Johnson County. That's the other one. I don't want to leave Johnson County out of this. Like they have nothing to do with it. Um, but it's a large body of water that really is not being utilized for public consumption. Right. And so that's, um, like a little gem that it's going to be expensive to get water from that. You got to pipe it and all that sort of thing. But, um, it's not like we don't have access to water. Right. So one of the things, and I know, as far as the reservoirs that the city of Sheridan has, you're in the same boat, I guess, as, as Buffalo. And I just mentioned this because I'm familiar with that. With Tyhack Reservoir up there, that um, water that, ha- that Buffalo has up there, when they put that in, they were projecting that that would serve enough water or provide enough water to serve, like, a, a city three times the size of Buffalo, mm-hmm. which... When is that going? I mean, in in the twenty years that I've been back, Buffalo hasn't really grown. Right, it's grown a little bit, then it loses population, but it's still right about that forty five hundred five thousand people uh, population. So it's not like all of a sudden there's twelve thousand people there. Yeah, and I think that's where we're at. I mean, obviously we have grown, but to say we're going to double or triple in size, I I quite frankly don't see that. Right. So and something major would have to happen here. Right. But and, you, and you, you, you almost have to it. plan for that to happen. Right. Well, exactly. When you're talking about water, let's say water development, but the state gets involved in that as well because yeah. there's a lot of issues yes. with the Montana, what is it, the Powder River Compact. The pact, yeah. That that whole mess gets involved in it. And so there's a lot of <laughs> other stuff involved. I'm glad you referred to it as a mess because that's exactly what it is. <laughs> well, it is. I mean, when you think about you, we want more water, and then all of a sudden Montana's saying, well, you can't have it. That's our right. water. What? Anyway, there's a whole mess of stuff going on there. But that's where you get the state involved. But there are certain things that you can do if it comes down to it. Buffalo just uh, put a bunch of of wells in to supplement their city water supply. And it's not really that it's needed, but it's just in case, you know, because Ty hacks up in, in the Bighorn. And if there happens to be a forest fire up there, 
and all of that retardant or whatever happens to get in the water, buffaloes, you know, they're messed up as far as their drinking water goes. So that's what these wells are for. So there are other ways to go about this if it comes down to that. Yeah, there are a lot of options, and we've actually done some forestry stuff with uh, the, the the U.S. Forest Service as far as reduction of fuels available mm-hmm. for that tr- catastrophic fire that you might have. And and um, we don't have any wells per se, but I'm I'm just the optimistic guy. I don't see it as being a problem. I think we have a lot of water. We have enough water to go around. And the nice thing about what we do have is we're first to the tap. Right. So um, we're getting water straight off the mountain, we're treating it. It's probably the best water in the state. Um, I've been to other communities where I've tasted their water. I'm like, how can you drink this? Yeah, mm. you're not a kid, and I used to live in one down <clears throat> south. I won't say which one, but, yeah, their water's terrible. But all of these communities along the Bighorns, you're right, that water comes right off. It's glacier-fed, comes right off the mountain, and it's excellent water. It really yeah. is. So, anyway, I... I, I was just wanting to touch on that because I know that that um, there were people concerned about where are we going to get the water from. But at, the, at this point, we're good. It's not an issue. No, we're good. Yeah, I'm not worried about us running out of water anytime soon. I want to talk about. There's other uh, infrastructure involved. I don't want to talk wanna... about that. <laughs> that I wanted, just because I'm curious. But we're going to come back. That's uh, Sheridan Mayor Rich Bridger. We're going to come back on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday and discuss that right after this. Uh. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. Maybe it's as simple as adding an extra outlet. Maybe it's as detailed as wiring an industrial building. Maybe it's high efficiency LED lighting or a fire alarm system or phone system installation and repair. Maybe it's data system wiring, irrigation wiring or electric motor sales and repair. Commercial, residential, industrial, agriculture, above ground, below ground. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. I'm here today with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Tommy, hi. Happy New Year. Yeah, new Year, new me. New Year, but same team at Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Did you know that our average employee tenure is 10 years? There's been a lot of changes in town. What you can count on with us are the same faces that live and work in our community. Well, who's worked the longest? Ken Weber. He's been here for 45 years. If you haven't been in to visit him or the team lately, come say hi and enter to win our monthly giveaway of $500 in Chamber Bucks so we can keep our shopping local. Stop in to Sheridan Honda and Power Sports today. After the busy holidays have passed, don't forget those loved ones in January. Legacy Diamond and Gems has a large selection of garnet, January's birthstone, in rings, pendants, earrings, and bracelets. Beautiful garnets from Montana, Brazil, Africa, and other locations throughout the world. Come into Legacy Diamond and Gems for the finest quality jewelry at an exceptional value. 11 North Main Street in downtown Sheridan. From our family to yours, thank you for supporting our small business in 2023. Hi, this is Elizabeth. And JT Kraft from EBA Hearing and Sound. And we want to wish you a very happy new year. Our hope for you and your family is that 2024 is full of laughter and a renewed connection to those who mean the most to you. With the addition of our new doctor of audiology, Addison Dempsey, we look forward to helping you with the most comprehensive hearing care. Hi, I'm Dr. Addison Dempsey, and I'm so happy to be back home and working at EBA Hearing and Sound. I was born and raised here in Sheridan. 
Sheridan, and my husband and I are so excited to have the opportunity to raise our little girl in such an amazing community. I am able to evaluate your hearing, program hearing aids from a variety of manufacturers, and as a doctor of audiology, I am able to officially evaluate and diagnose auditory processing disorder for all ages. I also have special training from the American Institute of Balance for vestibular assessments. Help us welcome Addison back home and to the EBA Hearing family. EBA Hearing and Sound, 1273 Coffee Avenue, 674-8920. That's 674-8920. So my New Year's resolution is to never take a sleeping pill and a laxative on the same night again. Your resolution should be to get that broke down 4x4 side by side that you're never going to ride again out of the backyard. Handles will come and take a look at it, make you an offer, and if you take them up on it, Handles will come out and get that old girl out of your yard and out of your hair. Have a safe and happy new year from Handles Service Center on Sheridan's Heartland Drive or on the web at handlesservicecenter.com. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday, Aaron Palmer, Ron Richter. We're talking with Sheridan Mayor Rich Bridger about the Northeast Water Transmission Line and a bunch of other stuff, football and this, that, and the other. The weather. we got to always talk about the weather. Yeah, Just say cold. Yeah. Really cold. It's, it's, It's all right. No, I, I no, was talking. I was, talk, <laughs> I was talking to Gene earlier. We have two Shelties, Shetland Sheepdogs, and they're all hair, and they're used to because they're from Scotland, obviously, right. and so they're used to cold weather. And when it snows, they love it. They go outside, they root around in the snow, they roll around in it. They're playing. They don't want to come back in the house. The last couple of nights, it's like they're going outside and then they're beating on the door. Mm-hmm. Let me in. It's cold. Aaron, I have two chihuahuas, and they literally loathe this weather. If oh, it I'm gets sure. below 40 degrees, they do not want to get out of bed. Mm. <laughs> they're wrapped up in their blankets, yes. and that's it. Huh? That's because they're chihuahuas. Yeah, it's the, look of, the look of terror when you're like, hey, mama and papa got to get up and go to work. You guys got to go outside and go potty before we go. It's like that look of fear, like, uh-huh. oh, no. <laughs> I don't want to move. Yeah, this morning was was rough. No bad. We do have a caller. Uh, caller, you're on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Go ahead. Okay, what it's about is so many people these days are driving after dark with no lights. Wow. And it's, you've seen it all over. <laughs> and it's really dangerous when somebody's coming down the highway at high speed with no lights and you have to pull out. So my suggestion is about a three-second lay down on a horn when that happens and maybe it'll get Get their attention? Get their attention. Well, for what yeah. it's worth, I was leaving town this morning to come up here, and you're right. I mean, it was still more or less dark outside, and I came up to a T and had to turn, and the first vehicle that I saw, barely saw, because there were no lights on. No lights. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's got a point. Yeah. I've actually seen I'd it. I'd say a three-second honk. Just lay on the horn for three seconds. Three? Go five. Yeah. What the heck, ten. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you might accidentally well, get it. It needs to happen. It Good needs caller. to happen because it's... that's a great point, though. I think that's something that a lot of people overlook, but it's true. Yeah, and, and see, most vehicles nowadays, when it's a certain light out, the, the lights come on yes. automatically. But some vehicles apparently don't do that, or they've got them set. I don't know. Mine don't. I got a really old car. It don't. Yeah, same <laughs> so here. I have to turn it on. Turn them on. 
Okay, thanks, caller. Hopefully we'll pass that along to the people and they will uh, keep that in mind. Okay. Um, Mayor Bridger, one of the questions I had was um, with this Northeast Water Transmission Line, and we don't hear a lot about this, but if, if this goes in and this subdivision or this area, I don't want to call it a subdivision, but if this area is developed, what about sewer? It's outhouses. At this point? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> outhouses and wells. <laughs> no, that, they're, they're going to make... And you can contact base... Rich Bridger at <laughs> 672. <laughs> they're going to build a, 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 their own, basically, their own sewer plant. Septic system. Sept, yeah. And so they'll clean every, the water all up and put it back into the the line, basically. Okay. Or they'll get rid of it. And so... Um, so the so they, we won't we won't have to build a sewer line out that direction. They they'll build their own little sub plant out there. So that's part of the plan already. That's already part of the plan, right? See, that doesn't come out in discussions either. Yeah, we, we we've talked about it forever uh, as far as putting a sewer line in, and um, again, it all comes down to money and what right. you can afford and what you want to pay for. And it was much more reasonable for them just to build a little basic substation out there and do their own. Now is it, is that in like the uh, developer agreement and whatnot with the city and the developer, right? Yeah, yeah. that's what that's what I kind of figured. Yeah. So let me ask you this: If that water line goes in, is the city looking at annexing that property? As it, it's it is. It is. It already is part right. of the city. It's oh, it's part of the city already. Well, and so that was part of the drive was that that's why it was annexed because um, they purchased that property. They were going to develop that property. We. We're adjacent to city property already, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so um, it, the, the council approved the annexation of that property. So that's already part of the city. Hmm. Yeah, I okay. Well, there's I only think... that, I want to say it's all part of the city, but it's really not because out that direction there's a quarry, and we don't really have any sort of laws regarding quarries within city limits, and so like the, the, there's a wedge cut out of that that's still not part of the city because it's a quarry out that direction so but that's not going to be there forever no and it's just all it's just all growing pains basically sure. so sure nothing crazy okay well there's a lot of this that i wasn't aware of so thank you the, it, but it seems to me that it's not a terrible thing to me it's not a terrible thing i mean growth is just going to happen i'd rather have it that we're growing gradually and steadily rather than some of the communities i see within wyoming that every time i drive through them one more shop is closed one more thing is abandoned it's grown a little smaller it shrunk a little more um they're in decline the streets aren't that great you know it's so i i like the fact that we're in a very nice position where people want to live here uh, we see good prosperity. We have our factory, our manufacturing plants, where Seed is working on doing yet another um, area where we can plan growth for high manufacturing. Tech park. Yeah. Right. Right. Thank you, right. High Tech Park 2, basically. <clears throat> and so we're in a very good position as far as a, as a community is concerned. And I feel fortunate to live here. I, I love this community. I think a lot of people appreciate the fact that we sit at the foot of the bighorns and we have a great oh. community we have great people that live in this area uh even you guys from buffalo i mean 
<laughs> well, that's what we've talked about, is even though I live in Buffalo, these two communities are attached <clears throat> at the hip, whether they like it or not. That's the truth. You know, people, it, it, I, I went to school in Buffalo, people up here went to school in Sheridan, and they live back and forth or have family members or friends or whatever. These two communities are not at loggerheads with each other. No. They shouldn't be. No. Because this whole region needs to work together for everyone's betterment. And I'm, I love Sheridan. I really do. If I didn't live in Buffalo, I'd live in Sheridan. Easy. Right. Yeah. And that's yeah. the same with Ranchester and Dayton. I mean, those are all communities that are close exactly. to us. They're bedroom exactly. communities. we got to wrap things up. Mayor Bridger, thank you so much for joining us. That'll do it for the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Thanks, Ron. Arriva Durche. Say ya be safe and be warm. Appreciate you guys. Thanks. You yep. And thanks for wearing <laughs> With us right now from Nest Home and Holiday, Window Works and more, Darlene Gilkey. Good morning, Darlene. Good morning, Bob. How are you today? I'm cold. <laughs> I, I know, right? If you stick your head out the door, you're instantly freezing. Yes, so. it's one of those one of those days today. So it is a cold day, but uh, lots of things are, you know, we've, we're through the holidays, but things are charging forward there at Nest Home and Holiday Window Works and more. And what are we talking about today, Darlene? Well, we've got big changes happening at Nest Home and Holiday um, that are seasonal. Um, Christmas is behind us, and we're moving into the winter season with decor that speaks to that. And the holidays that pop up, like Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day, and Easter, which kind of ushers in spring for us. So those things are all coming up, and we're in the midst of unpacking all kinds of new items that have just arrived. Uh, We have a new company called the Petting Zoo, and their great Valentine's gifts for kids are kind of awesome. And they're gifts also for those of us who are kind of kids at heart. Um, We've got swirly lollipops that come with a mini stuffed animal attached. They're really cute and affordable and make a great Valentine gift. Um, Got larger stuffed animals that are that are all native to Wyoming. Um, Among them are we've got bison, horses, bears, moose, elk, mountain lions, bobcats, prairie dogs, porcupines, and even skunks. Wow. And anyway, they're just they're all really nicely done and they're eight to twelve inches tall and they're also very affordable. So it'd be kind of fun to give a Wyoming Wyoming oriented gift for Valentine's Day. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. And we also have a new shipment of uh the DeBrand's chocolate that came in this week. Um caramel pretzel bars, pecan patties, tubes of individual chocolates like caramel and raspberry cream. Um, and as always, we've got beautiful silk florals, stems, bouquets, mini arrangements, all geared to a special Valentine. So if you are kind of, pe- we've had people calling already for Valentine's Day. So yeah. I know they're looking for things and and uh, everybody's always ready to, to, to buy a gift for somebody else. And, and we certainly are the place where you could do that. Yes, you are. Give us the hours you're open, Darlene. We're there from 10 to 6, Monday through Friday, 10 to 5 on Saturdays. And if you need to reach us for a window covering measurement, we're at 672-5544. All right, Darlene, you have a great weekend. You do the same, Bob, and thank you. Thank you. Darlene Gilkey with Nest Home and Holiday, Window Works and More. 1815 North Main Street is the address. Stop on by and see what's going on in the store. At Nest Home and Holiday, window works and more. You will be pleasantly surprised. Uh, High class.